Welcome to Red Rank Podcast, home of the smoothest voice on Twitch. I'm your host, The Crow Show. Just a friendly reminder, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, among others. And on Apple Podcasts, please do me a favor, leave a rating and a review on the show. It helps me out a lot. I just wanted to open up the show with a quick thank you uh, to a dear friend of mine who lost his fight versus cancer, Fire for Effect. I received word earlier today uh, that he passed away, and it's very, very sad news. He touched the lives of many of us, and in addition to providing me with emotes and sub badges for my Twitch channel, he was just a really good friend. He would always check in when he could and um, just had so much strength and just so much beauty to offer to the world. And just reading the messages from from his, his friends looked like he really touched a lot of hearts and souls. So um, it's a great loss. Fire for Effect was been a part of my community for the last two, three years. And um, uh, it's very sad news. And I just want to remind everybody, you know, tell all your friends you love them every chance you get. So if there's one takeaway from today's show, maybe just hit up one of your friends. Just let them know how much you mean, how much they mean to you. You just never know. I just want to give you the a, a really amazing quote that Fire for Effect gave us during one of one of the streams that was very emotional when he let us know that he was sick live every day like it is your first live every day like it is your last thank you very much for the kind words fire for effect until we meet again brother Okay, so I just wanted to talk really briefly about the Shrine of Secrets. From September 14th through 21st, the perks for the killer are Territorial Imperative and Thanatophobia. Survivor perks are Up the Ante and Power Struggle. I recommend you skip Territorial Imperative and Thanatophobia if you have lots of shards. Consider getting that one. It's a decent perk to have in your arsenal if you want to mess around with it. For Survivor, Up the Ante is not very good. And I believe Power Struggle has a Tome Challenge in the current Tome. So if you're going after all the challenges, be sure to get it. Otherwise, it's not a very good perk. It's kind of a meme perk and doesn't really fit many builds it's more or less for one very specific build that requires you to be slugged and crawling to a pallet it's just not very good so you can skip that So on the last show, we talked about Boon Totems and how they will launch in the mid-chapter update. Now, just a friendly reminder, the PTB goes live on September 28th, with the mid-chapter going live on October 19th, according to the DVD Leaks account on Twitter. We don't really know anything other than the survivors will bless a dull totem, and then some kind of thing happens with that totem. On the last show, I talked about how my theory is that it'll allow survivors to do something passively. Like maybe you bless the totem and then you can stand close and get yourself a nice health state. You heal up. That didn't. That made people really upset in the comments section. And some people thought, hey, maybe it'll give survivors a boost. Quicker actions like quicker healing time, quicker generator repairs, quick quicker actions maybe this will last for a certain period of time so it'll be kind of like leader but for a totem maybe you go stand by it and for the next 60 seconds you can repair generators 10 percent faster or something like that none of us know it's all speculation i'm really eager to see what happens so the ptb goes live again september 28th we'll know more then 
maybe even a day or two before that. So we'll have to wait and see, but definitely stay tuned here and on my TikTok. So I'll be talking a lot about it once we know more about those mechanics. There's one topic I really, really wanted to talk about here. Do you think Dead by Daylight is a killer-sided game or a survivor-sided game? I'll give you a, a, a moment to think about it. And I know your answer is going to depend on whether you're a survivor or killer main. I actually do play both. But this topic came up on my TikTok and in the comments section. Caused a lot of debate, a lot of spirited debate. And my, my thing is that I believe Dead by Daylight is a killer-sided game. And when I say this, I mean for a majority of the time. There are always going to be exceptions to the rule. And there comes a time when every killer main loses. I've seen Darva lose. I've seen Umbra lose. I've seen Elix lose. But it doesn't happen very often. Like, I swear, I've watched Bronx play like a lot of killer. I don't know if I've ever seen Bronx lose. Now, of course, I'm naming some really top shelf killers. But the thing is, <laughs> go to any Survivor main on Twitch and watch them. They're not escaping every trial the way these killers are getting 4Ks for most of their rounds that they play. Now, of course, a well-built Survivor squad can perform well, but there are so many factors. Killers control the pace of the game. A majority, a majority of killers run gen slowdown and know which generators to pressure or to damage because they use slowdown perks and information perks that go really well hand in hand. I'll just name a few of the slowdown perks. There's Corrupt Intervention, Ruin, Undying, Pop Goes the Weasel, Sloppy Butcher, Thanatophobia. Now you combine any of those perks combined with information perks like uh, Lethal Pursuer, Barbecue and Chili, Thrilling Tremors, Tinkerer, which is incredible, Whispers, Discordance, Infectious Fright, Nurses Calling, Bitter Murmur, just to name a few. Mash up some of those perks together and the killers control the tempo of the game. Now, if you take a quick look at some of the strongest survivor perks, we have Iron Will, Sprint Burst, Dead Hard, Borrowed Time, Decisive Strike, Adrenaline, Kindred, and Unbreakable, to name a few. Now, none of those perks really like have as much an effect on the game as Ruin and Undying and Tinkerer. Barbecue and Chili, that's the uh, the Blight base kit build. That is a really hard build to, 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 to beat. Now, I've noticed the current meta is uh, Ruin Undying. If they're not running Ruin Undying, they're running Ruin Pop Goes the Weasel. So as long as they're putting survivors down they can just keep banging away the gens and regressing your progress and it really sucks now of course in the equation we do have other factors some maps are very survivor sided like ormond or haddonfield now if a group of survivors take a killer to say ormond or haddonfield and they all use sprint burst on ormond or they all use balance landing on Haddonfield, the killer's going to have a really tough time. I've beat squads in that scenario, but it's not easy. But killers still do have a chance. There are also other factors too, add-ons and items. Most killers have very super powerful add-ons that can swing the game in their favor. Think about Wraith. Wraith has an add-on that lets him see the survivor auras while he's cloaked. He can break 
pallets and walls and generators super fast with an add-on um you can have silent bells there's just so many crazy add-ons that wraith has don't get me started on freddy <laughs> now of course there are factors for survivors survivors can bring in med kits which are the best items to bring if you want to survive if you do escape a chase while you're injured you can heal yourself with a med kit or you can heal somebody else super fast with a med kit med kits are super powerful and those those are actually items i'd love to see nerfed because all it takes is like two ranger med kits with super powerful add-ons like just added charges and that one med kit can give survivors up to like three to four health states that's absolutely crazy um so maybe one day med kits will get nerfed we'll see i doubt it'll happen flashlights are also okay but a majority of the time flashlights are misused and we all know that there's kates running out running around with flashlights who have no intention of ever touching a generator and that helps the killer quite a bit but yeah when you think about it there's a lot of factors which killer they're actually playing their perk builds their add-ons now when they're up against survivors are they working together in a swift are they on comms are they on solo queue are they bringing in med kits are they bring, bringing flashlights toolboxes not so great and keys i think keys are fine where they're at call me crazy but, you know, survivors have to fix gens before they get to actually use the key. So I think keys are in a good spot, but apparently they're being nerfed eventually. Now, if you go to solo queue as a survivor, that's by far, by far the worst experience in Dead by Daylight. It only takes one weak link to take down the rest of the team, like an immense fang looting chests and hiding in lockers, not fixing gens. That happens a lot. Now you factor in the new skill-based matchmaking. It seems like behavior is balancing out solo queue by putting, say, one good survivor, usually me, maybe two, me and one of my friends, with like two actual bots who don't know how to play the game, don't know how to fix gens, and just play super selfish and greedy, like they're playing for hatch every game. Against a competent killer, we stand no chance at all. All it takes is this one weak link to really throw off the team. I think the community tries to I, I think the community laser focuses too much on that rare time when they run into a bully squad of survivors all running borrowed time decisive strike uh, adrenaline prove thyself all those unbreakable all these really powerful perks but good killers will be able to work around borrow time and decisive strike and unbreakable most of the time the killers would be able to just play around that that's not the case when it comes to pop goes the weasel and ruin undying like sure you can break the totems and yeah that's awesome if you can uh, break ruin undying if they are running that but the killer usually has a couple other things up their sleeves to slow down the game during my last twitch stream i experimented a little bit i ran jen slowdown on Demogorgon. I was running Pop Goes the Weasel, Save the Best for Last, Thrilling Tremors, and Shadowborn. Now, I was downing people as quick as I could, and I'd pick them up, and with Thrilling Tremors, I'd be able to see which generators were being worked on. And then I'd just go to whatever was being worked on. I go break it with Pop Goes the Weasel. I usually see scratch marks because the survivor had to run away. And I go down that person. Now, progressively, 
I'm building stacks of save the best for last, which lets me attack faster with my my main attack, my my M1 attack is what we call it. Now that perk allows me to snowball and down them faster and faster as the game progresses. And because I'm run, running really strong add-ons, Barb's glasses, which lets me rip through pallets almost as fast as brutal strength, and then not not quite as fast. But it's almost like a mini brutal strength, almost like having a fifth perk. And I have this brown add-on that I run that allows me to shred attack faster. So when I'm attacking the obsession, I have to shred attack. Um, I I recover quicker. So those add-ons are really strong. It's what most Demogorgons run. That's super powerful. Most of the teams I played against, even if, even if it was obvious they were survived with friends, most of them stood no chance. And I don't even play a lot of Demogorgon. Now, to be fair, I am a Huntress one trick. And Demogorgon and Huntress have a lot of similar similar characteristics. Like when, say, you're at a TNL wall or Killer Shack, the way you approach that chase is almost identical, if not completely identical. You time it so that when they get to a window, you're ready to shred attack or throw a hatchet. And if they begin the vault animation, then you shred them or throw your hatchet. So very, very similar, if not identical, mechanics. Now, once I switched off of Jen's slowdown build, once I removed Pop Goes the Weasel, I forgot what I swapped it with, but uh, I started quote-unquote losing or only getting two kills in a trial. And I was trying like silly, fun meme builds. And that's the thing, you know? (laughs) Everybody's going to be chasing this iridescent ranking, iridescent one ranking, um, with very little payoff. We get, uh, what is it? 250,000 blood points. Uh, That's if the grade reset works this time. It didn't work last week. I don't know, though. End of the day, I say it's killer-sided. What do you think? Uh, Actually, write to me on Discord or my Twitter or both. Let me know, and I'd love to read your comments on the next show. Is this game killer-sided? Is it survivor-sided? I say it's very heavily killer-sided. They control the tempo of the game. They run gen slowdown perks. And we'd all love to believe that we're all gods of this game as Survivor. And if we're on comms, we have this huge advantage. That's just not the case most of the time. And again, sure, if you bring in a Haddonfield offering and you're running like balanced landing and other super powerful perks on that particular map, yeah, you're going to swing the odds in your favor as a survivor. But let's say you jump into a solo queue with no map offerings, and you're just relying on people you cannot directly communicate with. My gosh, (laughs) that's that's a killer-sided game all the way. That's about all I have for you today. Um, really interesting talk that I wanted to have. Uh, you can find me streaming on Twitch every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'm also on TikTok quite a bit. Twitter, YouTube, look up The Crow Show, and I'll leave links in the show notes. So please be sure to follow me on all the platforms. Share my stuff, like it, comment. Let's uh, break that algorithm. So I just want to thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you in the fog.